Hi, I'm Tyra G., your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual, global gathering of phenomenal listeners. Yes, yes, you. Fearsome and generous, humble and honest, in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. Every week, we meet at this table to experience, inspire, educate, and encourage each other through our joys and our lessons learned. We share topics that tradition tells us there's some things you just don't talk about. But here, here we live beyond both the judgment and the wreckage. We share the aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for way too long. Every week we start right where we are. Although many of your voices will speak light into darkness, there is no insignificant person around this table. However, you must come dressed in your inner awesome, believing that impossible is merely a word to describe the degree of difficulty. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, Cablecast on Cox and Verizon Fios, Channel 37, and Comcast, Channel 27 in Reston, and Verizon Fios, 37 excuse me, 27 Reston, and webcast worldwide on the internet at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, should you miss us, no worries. You can hear our archive shows where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just key in Frankly Speaking with Tara G., or visit the media room on my website at www.tyragarlington.com. And if you feel like just reaching out and touching, give me a talk offline, that's easy too. Email me at tyra at tyragarlington.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song. And for naming it, I'm listening. This week, we begin our Women's History and, uh, History and Appreciation Month celebration of phenomenal women who walk into this space through many doors. They willingly share their stories authentically and often vulnerably in order to pay it forward and show what they have learned and to celebrate each other. Thank you so much, phenomenal ladies. Irish author C.S. Lewis says, Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. And as a result, women who have agreed to join me at the table have made many friendships, both virtual and in person. To set the common thought space for today's conversation, consider the following quote from one of our favorite coaches, Iana Vansant, in her 2000 book, Until Today. I want you to listen for a new twist about the origins of the power 
that you have within you. And I quote, Life is always accommodating my request. Life will accommodate you in any way that you choose. Life is always listening to the silent request of your heart and your mind. Life is always surveying the landscape of your heart, gathering the bits and pieces of the emotions buried there. Life is always monitoring activity of your tongue, checking for ruins and sacred elements. Life knows that your mind, your heart, and your mouth will produce the request of your consciousness, even when you are most unaware of it. Life can be an open book through which you can learn about great mysteries and wonders, or life can be a mysterious and frightening pit through which you bear the tread, or life can be a basket into which you place your treasures, in which you carry abundant blessings, or life can be a locked trunk from which you retrieve or receive nothing. Life can be a journey or a struggle, a paradise or a prison, a calm sea or a turbulent ocean. It's all up to you. Life will accommodate whatever it is that you choose, exactly the way you choose. And whether or not you believe it, what you have in your life right now is a function of your own request. Some of those requests you have made openly. Others you've made silently. Doesn't matter. Life is very accommodating. And the minute your requests change, your life will follow suit. Until today, you may not have realized that life is answering your request. You may not have believed that you have the power, the right to ask life for more than you already have just for today. Be devoted to creating life of positive, joyful request. Create them first in your mind. Next, create them in your heart. Then speak them into existence. Be sure to remember what you've created. If it doesn't show up, check your counter request. Repeat after me. Today, I am devoted to creating and requesting what I truly desire to experience in life, end quote. I met today's guest a few years ago, each on a separate occasion, where they shared stories that inspired me and begged for more. And here, here they are at the table to bless you with their spirit, with their authenticity, and with their vulnerability. Please welcome Ms. Carrie Galloway, Director of Friends of Guest House, and Ms. Helenia Bragg, Entrepreneur. Thank you both for sharing the Frankly Speaking table. Remember, the stories that you will hear embody lessons not taught in school and affirm the belief that what happens to you is not who you are. Okay, ladies, the mic is yours. Miss Carrie, why don't you kick us off and tell us who you are and begin to 
add your story to our human library. Okay. Well, thank you, Tara. It's a real joy and a pleasure to be with you again on your show. Um, Helena uh, and I, we're... (laughs) We love you so much, and we just love coming on. We, well, we love to do things together, but we definitely uh, doing something together with you is like the maraschino cherry on Ooh. the top of the very best ice cream sundae you can imagine. I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> Thank you it's so much. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to tell you about me or about Guest House? Or... Why don't we start out with, um, well, you choose. I need to tell the audience. I gave both uh, Helenia and uh, Carrie an assignment. And um, they, you know, like most children, they said, you know, I thought about it. And then they said, well, another one said my computer broke. So I'm going free free flow right now uh carrie why don't you do what you want to do you can okay. introduce yourself okay. and then lynn can okay. introduce herself and then we can talk about get i don't mind the audience will be blessed no matter what you do oh thank you so much um well it, let me let me introduce helena because she's one of my favorite people in the world um she's right up there with you she uh helena and i met a little over five years ago mm. um, when she came to um, reside at Guest House. Um, Guest House is a transitional housing program for women who are returning to their community after a period of, I'm going to call it confinement. Okay. <laughs> because it's not, it's not, um, incarceration is really can only be called that i'm sorry it's not it's not a a place you go to for therapy or treatment um it's a place that you go uh when people want to lock you away for a period of time so um anyway i met helena five and a half years ago when she came to live at guest house Mm -hmm. and i I just, um, I have just found her to be one of the most extraordinary people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super smart. Uh, she's incredibly funny. Um, and she's just had um, the most amazing life and what she's done with it. I think uh, one of the things I admire most about Helena is that um, she doesn't, it's not that she doesn't understand the word no. It's that she just doesn't, like, absorb it. Do you know what I mean? Like I do. If somebody tells her. <laughs> I do. No, she's like, oh, there, there must be another road that I get around this word. Let me see if I go over here and poke around for a minute. If I can find something that, that's different than what I thought it was going to be, but it'll be equally wonderful, if not better. There you go. And so that's what I love about her. And I, I think uh, when I start, I always say, you know, come dressed in your inner awesome, believing that impossible is merely a word. And as I've come to know Helena, I, I believe she is that woman. And so that's why it's so encouraging. And I wanted to make sure that uh, you two came through the studio again to remind people that uh, 
they came here with everything they need to be the best person they could be. And it's called a process or a journey. And we're here to help one another. So thank you for that introduction of Helena. Okay, it's your turn. We're flipping the script. You get to introduce Miss Carrie. Well, Miss Galloway is one of the most loving, powerful, phenomenal women I have ever met in my life. The executive director of Friends of Guest House, Miss Carrie Galloway. And she gives Guest House meaning. Her love and support of us, the females at Friends of Guest House, is phenomenal. And it reaches out beyond the Guest House state. It reaches out into your life, and it embraces your life. You can be a graduate of Friends of Guest House 20 years ago, and you call Miss Galloway and tell her you're in trouble, you need help, and she's there for you. So I find that very inspiring and encouraging. You know, uh, as I listened to you, Helena, just now, I remember the first day I walked up the steps to guest houses with another friend of mine who volunteers there. And I walked in and it reminded me, it's a home, it reminded me of a co-op house I lived in my senior year at Ohio State. And the women there are all busy, they're on a mission, they, they have something each one of them is trying to do, they have goals, they have objectives. The, you can't tell staff from the residents, but what I sensed, because I just sat in the waiting room for a while, because I think, Carrie, you were not there. And I just mm. watched. And um, the pervasive can-do attitude, but more importantly, this is what I observed. I observed women asking women for help. And the women being mm -hmm. asked, responding. And that made my heart smile. And the kinds of things you feel when you walk into Guest House make you understand why Carrie is there beyond the stay. I'm going to steal that, that, that label, Helena, beyond the stay. I love that. But why don't uh, one mm -hmm. of you talk about, okay, when you walk into Guest House, what's it like? Why don't you let the, let the audience see it through their ears? Well... After doing nine years and six months of confinement, I came to Friends of Guest House because I had no, no, no place else to go. I had no place safe to go. So I was lucky enough to be chosen as a resident of Friends of Guest House. When I came in the place, I came in with a box of books. That's all I had was a box of books. Mm. And I asked the staff member, I said, what do you want me to do? And the staff member that I asked that, she remembered that to this day, that I said, what do you want me to do? Yes. I came into Friends of Guest House with an open mind and willing to do whatever I had to do to be successful, to complete that program. Because so many times in my life, I have given up on myself, given up on opportunities that I've had, you know, because of my substance abuse. But this time, I wanted to make the best of my stay in a program. And that's how I came to Friends of Guest House, with an open mind and willing to do whatever the staff asked of me. And to my surprise, the staff was very supportive of me. Mm -hmm. 
And what they were very supportive of me. Well, that that's easy to do. Uh, once you engage at least a minute with Felina, you you understand. But what I want us to underline <laughs> here is she said, I came with a box of books. You hear me? Books. And I asked, what do you want me to do? So mm -hmm. what driven Helena to that point, she had already achieved in her mind. She was just asking, okay, this is the road. I see the road, okay. Uh, do you want me to drive? Do you want me to run? Mm -hmm. do, what do you want me to do to get down the road? Because I'm going mm -hmm. down the road, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is the feel that I got. And I, I'm skipping way ahead, uh, but remind me to circle back and talk about um, your graduation day, Helena, okay? Don't let me forget that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, sure. I want you to share. You, you did part of this on the first show with me. Share, okay, why were you incarcerated? What did you do? I was, I robbed two banks in less than 24 hours. I robbed two banks because of my substance abuse, because of my drug habit. Mm -hmm. I, was like, I was like a loose cannon. I was out there, and I had no direction. I just wanted to feed my disease. Mm -hmm. So one day I went to the bank. I put my ATM card in mm -hmm. to get some money out, and mm -hmm. the bank kept my card because I didn't have any money in the bank. I had withdrawn. I had overdrawn the money I had in the bank. Okay. So my mind said, I'm going to rob this bank. I'm going to rob a bank today. So I told the people I was riding with, I said, I'm going to rob a bank today. And they said, yeah, right. So I said, let me out. So they let me out the car. I go into the bank. I don't have a weapon. I don't even have an ink pen. I don't even have paper to write the note. I went to the counter. I wrote the note on one of their withdrawal slips. I said, fifties and hundreds and nobody get hurt. And I passed the note. And the lady gave me what I asked for. So once I got out the bank, I was so excited. We went and bought drugs. I bought like uh Four five hundred dollars worth of drugs from four different people in D.C. Mm -hmm. But then on our way home, I was living in Arlington, Virginia. Then on our way home, I was so hyped and I was so high. I said, "Shoot, that was easy. I'm going to rob another bank." And they said, "No, I don't do that." I said, "Yes, I am." So when we get to Columbia Pike, I said, "Stop right here at the Chevy Chase." So I went in there. And I wrote a note, and I say 50s and 100s, and nobody get hurt. But this time, the lady, she was like defiant. She was like, really, do you have a gun? I was like, yes, I do, and nobody has to get hurt today. Give me the money. So she did. She gave me the money, but she gave me a dye pack. And I noticed it because it was raised up. All the rest of the bills were, were smoothed down. So I pushed that back to her. I said, no, you keep this give me another pack of money. So she did. And um, when I left the bank, I was so, like, discombobulated from that time I had spent in there talking to this tailor, this young black woman. Mm -hmm. I left the note. I left the note which had my fingerprints on it. Oh, my. That's how I got caught. 
Now, what what I want our listeners to do is she gave you facts, okay? She was addicted to drugs, all right? She decided to rob a bank. She overachieved, and she robbed two. She made a mistake. Now, if we take away the fact, the criminal element, what you have is a woman who's creative, who's driven, who's willing to take the risk to get what she needs. So that tells us the story of guest house. They want to take those abilities that these women come with once they, uh, and Carrie, you correct me if I'm wrong, once they make a decision to turn right versus left, guest house will help them take those innate skills and abilities and creativity and intelligence and hone it through training and support and counseling and job development. Carrie, am I, am I on the right track? You are. Yes, you You're are. saying it better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, <laughs> No, but I mean, what, what I'm trying to say, and prior yeah. to even having this experience, which I, I did not wor- know where I was going on that day, but when I was on the clinical staff at the University of California, I did work with women in prison. At that time, they were all in prisons adjacent to men's prisons. You know how they took care of women. We were always second class. So I was aware that so often women were there because of bad choices. And the bad choices were there because no one was there to support them and tell them an alternative choice. And Mm -hmm. so I fell in love with what Carrie and Friends of Guest House were doing. And she said to me, you've got to meet Helena. And I said, okay, who's that? And she told me, and I met her, and I said, would you be on the show? And she said, yes. Well, actually, time evolved between my at my going into guest house, my asking Carrie, meeting a lot of the women, uh, then meeting Helena, but she was busy on her own track. Helena, tell people, tell our listeners, what you did when you figured out, I want to go down that road. I want to make these books I've been reading work for me. I want to do what it takes. What did you do? What, what, what brought you to what you're going to tell about later on? What did you do? Well, while I was in prison, I had the privilege of meeting um, Doris Buffett who sponsored my first college education. She sponsored me getting an associate degree at Piedmont Virginia Community College. Mm -hmm. Through college, through education, I began to find myself, and I began to find self-worth in myself. And um, I began to like myself as I learned. Education fueled me. It made me want to do better. It made me want to accomplish things. So once I came to Friends of Guest House with my box of books that I had uh, obtained from going to Piedmont Virginia Community College, I knew that I wanted to further my education. Mm-hmm. So I told my caseworker that at Friends of Guest House, I was having a hard time finding a job, mm-hmm. even though I came home with four certifications four certificates in vocational training 
that I had completed while incarcerated. Mm-hmm. I still had a hard time finding a job. So I told my case manager that I wanted to return to college. So I did. First school I went to was Howard University. And while I was in Howard, I came across a struggle. The struggle was my French class. I had very difficulties learning French. Mm-hmm. I had very difficulties pronouncing the French words correctly mm-hmm. or even or even comprehending them. So I was failing that class. So I confided in Miss Galloway that I was failing my French class. Mm-hmm. I was making 60s and one time I made a 75 on my test, which was the best test I had ever done. Mm-hmm. There. So Miss Galloway, she found me a staff that was a tutor that knew French, that used to live in Paris, and mm. they helped me. Yes, that's how friends of guest house do. Miss mm. Galloway, when I say it's so powerful, she is so powerful. She has so many connections with people in all phases of life, people that can do anything that you need done. And anyway, the lady, she helped me learn my French and pass that class. All right. So while I was in Howard, I noticed that their bathrooms and their classrooms was very unkept. Mm-hmm. So I say, well, I might as well fill out an application for a job here after my classes are over. Okay. So I did. So I did. I filled out an application for housekeeping. And a couple months later, I received a letter from them stating that after carefully reviewing my application, they feel that I'm not a great fit, that I'm not the proper fit for this position at this time due to my felony convictions. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. that gave me resentment for Howard. Yep. Because I felt like I felt like uh, I'm good enough to pay this high interest on my student loans. I'm good enough for y'all to get my uh, money from the Sunshine Foundation because Miss Buffett she continued to help me with my education mm-hmm. even after my release from prison. Mm-hmm. She continued to give me three thousand dollars in um, scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I built up this resentment for Howard. Every day I went to school, I would find something wrong with the school, find something wrong with the classroom. So for an addict like me, I knew from my recovery that resentment would take me out. So I had to leave Howard. So that's what I transferred to Merrimont. Okay, now let me let me put a comma there for a minute. First of all, I realize we've been talking about Howard University and Piedmont. We have to let our international uh, listeners know that we are in Northern Virginia, in the United States. Okay, that's the first thing we need to know. The second thing is, I don't know if you all heard that. You have a student on fellowship, on scholarship at Howard University, one of the best HBCU, historically black universities, and seeing a need. And, Helena, you saw the need then, but this year the students saw the need to the extent that they uh, boycotted Mm -hmm. for the very reason Mm -hmm. that you wanted to help out, right? But um, Mm -hmm. the thing I want to put a big flag on is so often that very thing Helena said, you have a felony on your record. 
It's mm-hmm. sort of like, I'm sorry, your life is over. That's mm-hmm. what we as society have to adapt. We have, you know, like what, before, if you, if you went to prison, you couldn't vote. Uh, if you, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things that keep us, that keep people from being productive con, uh, contributors to society. So um, I, I also wanted you to make sure you heard that um, Helena was on scholarship. Helena continued to be on scholarship. And what happened was she found a star to attach her dream to, someone that believed in her. Then she found Carrie, so now she has two stars. She's building a constellation. But are you hearing she is pursuing an education? Now, okay, we're, we're, we're done with Howard. Now where are we? Now I'm at Marymount University. Okay. It's in Arlington, Virginia. Okay. So I graduated from Marymount, and because I'm the first woman to graduate from Marymount that were from a four-year university that was in guest house, the guest house supported me the whole time I was there. They gave me book money when I needed it. They gave me a, a, a smart trip pass when I needed it. And they just was very supportive of me, you know, through my education endowment. And um, when I graduated, they had me a great big party. How about that? Yeah, a great big party. I was there. Yes. Yes, you was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about, I, it, it's not like Helena's my child, but I felt like she could have been. I said, look at this, look at this. Oh, this is so wonderful. And And that's what I... I start out the show with, you know, if you mm-hmm. can believe it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And here we have an example that needs to be uh, multiplied. If we could put in a bottle those that that those elements that made Helena say, "I'm going to do this," help me, mm-hmm. and for Carrie to say, "I got you," and for Guesthouse to say, "We got you." If we yes. could bottle those things, our society, I believe, would be a much better place. But um, (laughs) I want to pop back over to Carrie and tell us, why is there a guest house? Why are you there? When did this happen? Um, Well, I mean, guest house was started almost 50 years ago okay, uh, by a woman who was incarcerated in federal prison. And um, when she left, uh, she knew she was leaving behind a whole bunch of women who didn't have a lot didn't have support. Uh-huh. Um, she she felt blessed. She had support. She had a family that was willing to take her back in and was going to continue to help her uh-huh. get back on her feet. But she she felt compelled um, by the women she was leaving behind um, to to open. She just got a bunch of folks from the community together and they opened a, a home. I mean, they they found an old house that was um, had been a former men's boarding house. So it was kind of set up a little bit uh-huh. uh, for for rooms for people, and they just started welcoming uh, women into the doors and trying to help them get back on their feet. And here we are, uh, you know, almost fifty years later, still doing the same thing. And uh, you know, I mean, I I just want to reiterate that. Uh, what the women are doing, you know, what, what, 
sometimes people just need a hand up, you know? Yes, I do know. It's really, really hard work every day in all of our lives, you know, just doing this thing. And um, and we need each other. Yes, you know? we do. Because if you start feeling like you don't matter and people don't care, then you begin not to care about yourself and you certainly don't care about others. And so for me, you know, just the whole concept uh, that the program was started on mm-hmm. of where you open the door and welcome people in, you know, to, yes. to cross your threshold, to give them a hand up and, an, uh, you know, an arm around their waist, if that's what, you know, it just made a lot of sense to me. Um, I never planned to stay. I've been there almost 17 years. I 100% <laughs> was not. But I was on a three-year plan, you know. I'm in, I'm out. But <laughs> there were so many. Um, there were just so many amazing women uh, like Helena that I just, um, I couldn't believe my luck, you know, to get to walk by their side. Um, some days are harder than others, but but the joyfulness overall uh, and the opportunity to learn about, you know, myself Mm -hmm. and how how I could be a better person and do more um, has just, it's just been really a gift. Oh, Um, yeah, a gift to everybody, yes. Well, and there's always so much more work to be done, you know. There's never a day that there isn't something new that we don't look and say, Oh my goodness, why don't we try this? Why don't we do that? What if we yes. help somebody, you know? And could we open another house and take more women in? And how can we make that experience better? And mm-hmm. um, what can we do to be, you know, the best at what we do? Because we are just trying to help people see their own worth, you know? I do. And see I do. And themselves the traits, the characteristics, and the just, you know, right, like on the, on the outset, you, you would look at a program like this and say, what? (laughs) You're just helping criminals? No, we're helping our sisters. Uh, We're helping our brothers there, but for the grace of God, I know I, truly was a pain in the butt. I did a whole lot of stuff that was not on the right path at all. Um, And I, I, you know, I didn't get nine years for the things that I have done that were wrong. I didn't go sit inside somebody's prison. Right. And, you know, and and, uh, get taken away from my family and my community. Um, But, you know, Somebody like Helena who went in and learned a lot about not just herself, but about like the condition of being human and what it was going to take for her to become the woman that she knew she had inside of her. Yes. That initiative, that drive, that just, you know, wisdom. Um, I love to see somebody show up like that who is hungry for a new life, who's tired of living something that wasn't getting them the results they knew they were capable of, I would walk through hot coals for her and for the women like her because everybody deserves a second chance or a third chance because you can see that spark in people 
the spark that says, you know, I am designed for something better. I am not an animal. I shouldn't be caged. I don't need these four walls. I just need people to believe in me and to trust that I can do the right thing. And I think um, several things you said really resonate in my mind. I believe every single one of us has been forgiven several Mm. times, which is why we sit here today having this conversation. Number two, no one is perfect. We didn't come Mm -hmm. here perfect. The only perfect Mm -hmm. entity I know is not human, okay? Mm -hmm. That's number one, number two. And number three is when we reach out, we also reach in. And if you're trying Mm -hmm. to help someone change, you're going to change. And I have found for me sometimes when, when I was at my lowest, I helped someone and I found I got better. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's contagious. But one thing I want to point out to our listeners is where Guest House is located is not a ghetto. Where Guest House is located is in a very affluent community. And mm-hmm. I have been there when Guest House had open houses there or a church down the street. And people came to support. People stayed, people interacted, and uh, that was a surprise for me because my experience in California was always a segregated geography for these people Mm. that were trying to get themselves better or get themselves well. So the first thing I want to applaud in, in, in that vein is the community support that I've witnessed, and I'm going to assume it's still there, Carrie, am I right? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we have an incredible community. Um, in fact, in the house that that, that uh, the program started in mm-hmm. almost 50 years ago is still our primary residence. So we've been, we are that community. You know? Yes, I do. People ask me, do you have NIMBY issues? I'm like, uh, whose backyard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you've been someplace for 50 years, it's not... It's not not in my backyard. It's not in Guest House's backyard. You know, we've been there. We've been a good neighbor. Um, and the honestly, and I'm glad you brought this up, Tara, because the majority of our donations yes. come from that zip code. There you go. The same zip code where the house is located. And when we went to expand into Old Town, Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, a dozen of the neighbors... In, uh, from our current location, which is about a mile away in Delray, um, wrote letters and said, we're so proud to have this program in our community. It gives us an opportunity to, you know, to give back. We have so many neighbors that are volunteers um, who, like I said, uh, give, give money, uh, who come over and help us with projects uh, during the holidays, the neighbor called and said, you know, do you guys want to come down and paint signs? We'll put them up in the yard for the holidays, and it would just be a really fun thing to do. And, oh, by the way, what can we get the women? And I said, well, there's 30 women. And they said, no problem. They got everybody gift cards and hot cocoa and gloves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just, um, they're just genuinely supportive and wonderful. And I wish the rest of the world, I hope that people – listening um 
can realize how a simple and sweet and genuine effort can make a really big deal to somebody who doesn't have anything because it means a lot uh, to the women that come through the program that people that don't know them care enough about them yes. not only to monetarily support the program but to individually support them as well because it means that they matter yes you know? and yes. they matter to people who they don't even know um, and that's really powerful. It's a very profound lesson to learn that not everybody is against you. They may not know how to help, but they truly do want to help. And I think Guest House has made the connection, helps them with the connection. And a couple of things I want to talk about, and one is volunteers, and I want to hold that for a minute, how you get them, how long they stay, what kind of skills they need um, mm-hmm. that's one, but also, um, hmm. when you have women coming from incarceration, that's a transition and transitions, whether they're good or bad are generally difficult. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. joy is difficult, you know, going from mm-hmm. this to a joyful situation. Cause you got to realize, okay, well now I'm happy. Ooh, what do I do with this stuff that I used to call make me sad, you know, and and yeah. how do I fill the hole? And I remember talking to I'll use her name. I, I think it's OK. My friend Jali and her organization uh, put together a financial literacy program. But here's the way they yeah. did it. They didn't walk in and say, well, here's financial literacy. They went and sat with the women. They went and learned that some of them didn't know how to write a check, didn't have a bank account. Well, what do you mean? And when they realized it was going to be language they needed to learn, benefits of even managing your money they needed to learn, they dug deep mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and said, okay, we're not going to have this conversation like uh, with someone that is investing in, uh, in stocks and bonds. We're going to have this conversation with someone and help them understand, guess what? You need to manage your money in order to survive. Right. How do you spell survive? And role playing and that kind of thing. And so I'm going to segue from that. Um, Jolly's organization contributes financially, but I know they also contribute in many other ways. How do you, aside from the community... I know you use social media a lot. How do you advertise and get volunteers? And what would be the criteria? And if anybody listening wants to have a further conversation with you, how would that happen? Okay. Well, so, yes, we do use uh, social media. Um, But to be honest with you, even in terms of how we get participants, Mm -hmm into the program how do they hear about us Mm -hmm. it's almost all word of mouth you know if somebody had a really good experience um and they're telling somebody else you should go do this okay Um, and so that's a really powerful tool for us um and just um but if people are interested they can always email us at info at friendsofguesthouse.org so just inf O at F R I E N D S O S 
G-U-E-S-T-H-O-U-S-E dot org. Awesome sauce. That was a mouthful. That was. It was. It sounded like you were choking on your cereal, but that's okay. That's all right. I will repeat it in a few minutes. I want to talk about two things. Before, uh, I want to make sure we talk about what Helene is doing now, which is so exciting. Mm. But prior to that, talk about the event we had. uh, Where were we? Were we in a theater? Where did we have two years ago before lockdown? Where? uh, Oh, the documentary yes talk about the documentary oh that was that was awesome um it was uh um some amazing uh, folks uh, who came together through serendipity <laughs> really mm-hmm. i love it when a, a plan that we don't even know is a plan comes together right? how about that yes <laughs> everything just lines up to bring these beautiful talented uh documentary filmmakers uh and this great guy who who was who did all the filming um and they came to us and said you know we want to tell the story you know we would we want to tell the story of of guest house that would be our honor to do that and so they came and they uh spent oh my goodness maybe six months Mm -hmm. quite a while um, and they put together the beautiful film that you're talking about that followed um, three women uh, who were there actually after Helena was there mm-hmm. uh, in the program as they were kind of putting together their lives or putting back together uh, their lives. And um, and then it followed them uh, after uh, they were done. They they actually started filming while one of the women was still in jail. It was the day she was right, released right, from right, the right. Arlington County Jail. Yes, yeah. it was and so powerful. Where's that film? It was pretty pretty amazing. What's that? Where's the film? Can we get to it? Um, Do you have I it on your website? A trailer. There's a trailer on our website. The whole film is not on the website uh-huh. um, because we don't technically own it. I, I understand. You know I, mean? I do. I do understand. Yeah. But yeah. you have a trailer so, that would could direct someone to watch it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I sure. want to know. Yep. Yes. On the website. Uh-huh. Okay. Just an amazing, uh, an amazing opportunity to, you know, to meet, uh, meet some of the women in here in their own words and in their own story. Well, it was more than meeting them, Carrie. It was more than meeting them. It was walking into their lives. I Mm -hmm. found myself attached to them and the challenges Mm -hmm. and their joy. And it was like, and their anxiety and their family. I was suddenly in the documentary with them. And then we had uh, uh, a sit down with them with, uh, I think, all of them, maybe not all after afterwards but um where were we because the place had no it was standing room only where were we sixth and i uh theater it was a theater downtown dc yes Mm -hmm. it was it was it was wonderful but i want to i want to talk about and celebrate helena talk talk about what you told me before we started the show i went like what when i went wait what (laughs) what are you doing and um I, I don't know. It's just um, sometimes when I think about her, the pic- one of the pictures I have of her in my media file is her running. And it, oh, it, yeah. it kind of embodies, she's an <laughs> energizer bunny. 
She is an energizer bunny of ideas, (laughs) of changing lives, changing attitudes, and she's just like, oh, I can do this, and she's beating the drum, you know. So tell our our listeners what you're doing, what you're putting together now. Well, right now, the next phase of my life is I'm creating this program called She Solutions. She stands for Seeking Higher Employment, and the mission is to connect women that's coming from prison that have accomplished vocational certifications Uh or higher education to connect them with companies or corporations that would give them a career opportunity, not just a job. Mm -hmm. A career opportunity because, like, they have Braille in prison. Uh They have uh, cosmetology. They have HVAC classes. They have document conversion. So those women who completed those programs, mm-hmm. they come home, they have optical, they come home, and they are really excited about getting a job and what they are trained to do. And often they can't find a company that will hire them in there, in their position. So they end up in the fast food. You know, yes, I do know. Yes, job. yes. So what I want to do is remove those barriers with companies and corporations that's willing to give them a career opportunity in what they have been studying for, you know, whether it be cosmetology, optical, uh, HVAC, plumbing, whatever it is. And I want to also be able to help the women get tools that they need to, to enter into the career opportunity. Because if you are working in a beauty salon and you are a cosmetologist, and you don't have the tools that you need yes. to be successful, then you're just going to be a shampoo girl. You're right. If you come into a construction site and you've been training to be an electrician and you have your certifications, then you're not going to start out as an electrical helper. You're just going to start out as a laborer. I got you. So, mm-hmm. But they need those tools, those tools to do the work. So my mission will be to provide them the tools that they need where they can start their career opportunity. My mission would be to connect them with companies or corporations that's willing to give them a career opportunity chance. Because as we know, a job is doesn't pay livable wage. <laughs> yes, we know. Yes. Well, what 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 I want you to do, I want you to do is, uh, well, we'll talk offline about what I want you to do. I want to congratulate you, okay? I want to congratulate mm-hmm. you. I want to sing your praises. I want to say, you go, girl. And I want to say, come on, Energizer Bunny. Be that change agent. <laughs> be that game maker. Be the woman that I know that you are and will be more of. And I'm looking at the clock. This is amazing. It's time for you to do your homework. Um, I asked them both to uh, write a letter to whomever they wanted to write a letter to. And uh, who wants to go first? Okay, Elena, that will be you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Would you you give us the honor of doing that now? Yes, I will. Okay. I wrote my letter to... Friends of Guest House, who I told Miss Galloway that I wish she would change the name from Friends of Guest House to Family of Guest House. 
Ooh. The guest with guest house offer you is a family. Okay. So, my letter is to the staff of Friends of Guest House. To someone riding or walking by that big house on the corner of Luray, it would look just like a house. But to a returning female citizen like myself, we know that it's more than just a house. It's a safe place, a place where staff like Miss Galloway, Miss Mary Cross, Miss Shonda, Miss Lisa, and Marissa love the women there. These women have been an important factor in my life. They have held me in their arms when I needed to be held. They have given me love until I learned how to love myself. They have been supportive of me through each of my endowments, through college, through employment, and through housing, which are the most important accomplishments in my life. Now as I enter the next phase of my life, which is creating She Solution, a nonprofit organization that I have this passion to get off the ground, I thank the women of Friends of Guest House. I thank the staff of Friends of Guest House who has given me the encouragement I needed to branch out, who has given me the self-confidence that I needed to take on my next endowment. And without their help and support, I don't know that she would ever gotten off the paper. That's more be a nonprofit at this time. So I would like to take this moment to thank the staff of Friends of Guest House for loving me and for supporting me until I could love myself and support myself. Now I would like to take this moment to invite them to join into She Solutions and help me take the women of Friends of Guest House and the other female returning citizens to the next level of their lives. Thank you, Friends of Guest House, for being a part of my life. Well, let me just say, amen. Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm left. Well, yeah, let's let's just hard. go ahead, sweetie. Act to follow. You you want me to read my letter? Well, <laughs> you know we're running out of time, so it would be a good thing. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to say, you know, when I'm whenever I get an exercise like this, I'm tempted to write about someone famous or something. And then I also chose not to do that. Um, I was thinking the first three women that jumped into my mind were my grandmothers. Mm -hmm. um, I have three because we're a blended family and I cherish them all for different reasons. So I wrote to them, um, Grandma Celia, uh, you lived to be a hundred. You were strong and pretty sharp till the end. You were such a force growing up. You made every single person that showed up at your table feel like they were a king or a queen. Um, my grandfather collected an odd assortment of vagabonds. He was always bringing home somebody new for dinner. Um, my gra grandma, you wouldn't let us laugh. If the guest had no teeth, you would tenderly cut corn off the cob for them. There was always room for one more at your table. Um, and we kids better move over and clean up quietly and with reverence for our guests. Um, Grandma Eula, my dad's mom, you died at 73. You only went to school till you were in the eighth grade, but you were so smart about living and surviving. 
on your own without driving. You even lived on a big farm all by yourself. You knew every wildflower that grew in the woods and loved to watch and listen to birds sing. You understood the simple pleasure of hoeing in your garden and the rhythm of the seasons in your life. Grandma Vicky, you just turned 96. You're exactly 20 years older than your daughter, my mother, who's exactly 20 years older than me. You're one of the strongest women I know. A year and a half ago, you broke your hip. You only stayed in the hospital overnight. You didn't want to get COVID. You wanted to be home. You were in a lot of pain. I know, but you never took anything more than a Tylenol after that first night. You battled back um, by making yourself do physical therapy, and you kept walking even though it hurt. You're so resilient, so beautiful, and a force to be reckoned with. So you three women all gave me a glimpse into what a strong woman needs to be and how to keep believing in and finding other strong women to be with. I'm grateful and I'm humbled and I'm honored to continue the walk you started for me and alongside of me. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm full up right now. But I want to say, your seat at the table is guaranteed. I look forward to next time. You've been listening to Frankly Speaking with Tara G on Radio Fairfax. Until next time, please remember you're worthy. You're stronger than you feel, smarter than you think. You're chosen. You're important. Treat yourself like someone you love. This is Tyra G, living life intentionally and listening for you. Bye now.